Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G, and today's episode may shock you. Today, I am going to convince you to take your students to go see Beauty and the Beast on a field trip, or Power Rangers, or anything else that's appropriate that fits this idea that I'm going to be sharing today. Now, you may be saying, wait, Jared, Mr. G, hold on. I thought it's all about challenging our students to reach their potential. This kind of sounds like a wasted day. Yeah, I get that. But that's why this episode is going to be so cool. Because a field trip to the movies, even though it seems counterintuitive, it can actually be one of the most effective ways to spend your time. It will pay interest long term. You can guarantee that. So let's just dive right in like we always do. So one of my main goals throughout teaching was to really get to know my students personally. And I'm sure you want to know your students your students personally as well. Their interests, their passions, their sense of humor, their favorite things. But sometimes students may not feel comfortable sharing about their personal lives. Some kids freeze up when you ask them on the spot to share something. And some are just really shy and their personality, their personality only comes out when they think no adults are watching. But still, we want to know so much more about these kids. We don't want to feel disconnected or distanced. And I'll give you an example that at our school, for student of the month, me and, me and another pre-K teacher, we built a wall in our cafeteria where all the students of the month would be, their pictures and a little about me thing would be held up for to, to celebrate their accomplishment. But Sometimes when I was filling out these little about me's, even with my top students, I'd start asking them their favorite color, their favorite thing to learn in school, their favorite food. I mean, not the deepest personality questions, but I started realizing, I don't really know these answers. I should probably know some of these answers. Um, wasn't not great. Didn't feel great about that. So how much do you know about your students? Do you know their favorite colors, their favorite TV shows, their favorite part of school? Do you think knowing these answers would help you better connect with your students? I mean, we spend all day, every day, well, not all day, but every day, all year with them. We watch their personalities develop. They become our, some of them end up becoming our best friends. You connect with these kids because you spend all this time with them and you're sharing the things that are, that make you tick and they're sharing the things that make them tick. And that's a pretty awesome thing. And you want to strengthen and build those relationships. So how am I saying to do it? Well, take them to go see Beauty and the Beast. Now, let's let's unpack that a little bit. When you go and see Beauty and the Beast, I mean, for me, Beauty and the Beast came out when I was two or three years old. So I saw it throughout my childhood growing up. So you can build that connection that tell your students, hey, when I was your age, I loved this. And now that they're the same age right now, they can love it too. And you guys can talk about, hey, this, this is pretty cool, right? When I, when I was a kid, this was one of my favorite movies. And you could say, oh, I'm a kid right now. It's one of my favorite movies right now. And this goes the same with Power Rangers. This goes the same with any of these remakes. They're making plenty of remakes now. So if you miss Beauty and the Beast, this goes for all the new remakes that are sure to be coming out. You won't be missing, you won't be missing much. You could still take your students to, 
to see the same kind of idea. But talk to them about what Disney meant, what Power Rangers meant, what any of this stuff meant to you when you were growing up and how you used to watch them and how you used to play with the toys when you were a kid and ask them the favorite part about their movie and share their, their favorite characters and just connect with your students by sharing your interests, by talking about when I was a kid, this is what I liked. And they say, well, I'm a kid right now. This is what I like. It's all common ground. That is what establishes the trust. That's what establishes your students caring and being excited and getting excited about the things when you're teaching something they've never heard of. And it's not some Disney movie that they've probably seen before or they're excited to see, like Beauty and the Beast or like Power Rangers or something like that. When you've built up that goodwill, you've built up that friendship because done friendship kind of stuff with your students. You've gone to the movies with them. You're hanging out. You're talking about the movie saying, I love this part. I love that part. This was a great song. This was a great character. This was a great scene. It's just fun. And as a result, your relationships with your students are going to flourish. They are going to be amazing. So let's just jump right into our mindset shift. Our old mindset is a good mindset. I'm the teacher. They're the student. They like me as the teacher. I like them as the students. We go on like that. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Now, new mindset. My students and I have great friendships where it's an actual friendship where how do you treat your friends? You share things with them. You share the things that excite you because that is going to carry over. That is going to be the goodwill that allows, allows you to push through the tough times throughout the year, which there will be tough times. There will be some tough days, but this is what allows you to push through is having friendships with your students and not just having this superior relationship be on the same level. So here are the strategies. Let's get into them. Strategy number one, after you see the movie, blast from the past. Remakes are everywhere. I've already said that a hundred times. Beauty and the Beast, Disney, Pixar, Jungle Book. But tell your friends how, tell your kids, tell your friends, same thing. Tell your students how you felt when you first saw the original. And maybe even watch the original and then watch the new ones and discuss what's different, discuss what's the same, discuss how the new one's better, discuss how maybe it's not so much better, but form opinions on it. Kids love hearing stories about when you were a kid, especially if you like the same things they did. So when I would tell my students that I watched Power Rangers growing up and I had a crush on the Pink Ranger, woo, they were they were freaking out. Oh, Mr. G, you had a crush on the Pink Ranger? Ooh. So but it was fun and they related and they get it. And some of the boys, oh, Mr. G, I have a crush on the Pink Ranger too. All right, all right. So those are the kinds of things that will come out. And those are building personal relationships. Those are getting, now you got students sharing secrets. You got students that are teasing you a little bit. That's how the classroom becomes so much more fun. And that culture gets built where you can teach anything. So strengthen those relationships. Have you, help your students put themselves in your shoes. And then you can put yourself in their shoes. It's a great exercise for perspective, for empathy. So it's no surprise that friendships are going to follow from there. Strategy number two, this could be a little controversial in some cases, but have a little debate. Which was better, the book or the movie or the original or the movie? I had students that watched The Walking Dead. And I one time I went out and bought a Walking Dead comic because I love the comics. And one of my kids was like, oh, I watched that TV show. And I started telling them, well, the TV show, you know, it's not as good as the books. When you're older and it's appropriate for you to read these books, you should read these books because they're so much better. And I just got on my whole, the books are better than the TV show. Good thing they don't watch Game of Thrones because I would have really got on a kick there. But 
these things work for pretty much anything. You can talk about comics, but also fairy tales. You can always find a book version of a fairy tale movie that you can read it read aloud. And then ask students to compare. Or, like I said, Beauty and the Beast, watch the original, watch the new one. Jungle Book, watch the original, watch the new one, and compare them. Help your kids form opinions. This isn't some sterilized lesson where there's facts and that's it. We're watching a movie, but I do want to hear what kids think about watching the movie. And you should too, because once they start forming their opinions, that's where the personality starts to come into play. And then they're sharing these thoughts and they're backing it up. I mean, just just wait for all the hot takes. You're going to get so many hot takes from, from these kids on, on their perspective on the movie versus the book versus the original versus the new one. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be like you're you're talking to to someone your own age, which that's the point. When you treat them like someone your own age, the conversations start end up being at that level of maturity or at least socio-emotional maturity where you're having a really solid conversation and getting into it about why you like one over the other. So, which is better, the book or the movie or the original or the new one? Ask those questions. And have kids go in, have them go in on it and take a stand and really, really, you know, argue their side, have an opinion. I want to, you should want to hear what the opinions are and help them start forming their, uh, their opinions on, on, on these forms of art and on movies and on music and, and similar, similar things alike. So what if you can't get the field trip to the movie theater approved? Well, I don't know why that would happen, but uh, that's sarcasm right there. I mean, I could see it happening, but I'm trying to give you all the resources to, to make a strong case for why it's important and it's necessary and why it is a investment that will pay long-term dividends. But if you can't get to the movies, then try this, strategy number three. You gotta hear this song. Show your students music or show them viral videos that are just awesome and get them excited about that. So you could play a fun song from when you were a kid. You could play a song from Beauty and the Beast. You could play pretty much anything. I mean, I used to play Rude by Magic, I think is the band, on the guitar. And then sometimes I'd put Pink Floyd on during nap time and just let Dark Side of the Moon take them off into the dream space. And some of these kids, I mean, one of my kids on Valentine's Day, I asked every student how they would show people they love them without buying something. He said, I would show people I love them by playing them a Pink Floyd song. So these kids will connect with some deep level stuff. Don't think they won't. They are not, I mean, just because they, just because kids listen to Wheels on the Bus doesn't mean that they, that's like their genre of music. I mean, if we don't like that genre, this goes along with the same ideas as treating them like your friends and leveling with them. If we don't like those genres, if we don't like listening to Wheels on the Bus on the radio, if we're not going to put that on our iPad or our, our iPhones, then why do we assume that kids really like that? They just haven't been exposed to enough cool music to know that there's stuff way better than the Wheels on the Bus out there. So when I showed my kids Pink Floyd, they, they discovered that there was something way better than uh, Wheels on the Bus out there. And, I mean, this student equated love with Pink Floyd. <laughs> like, I think uh, that that made us closer. That made us connect on a, on a different level. We had something to talk about. Um, and I could get his opinions on Floyd songs or on any music, really. So show, you got to hear this song. Show your kids music that you like and dance with them and show them that it's a fun, fun time sharing in this experience. It's all about sharing that, having that shared experience where you're connecting. You're connecting over a shared experience. And you can do the same thing with viral videos, with movie trailers. I mean, I got so excited showing, uh, showing my students the Batman versus Superman trailer. 
Good thing we didn't watch the movie because it wasn't nearly as good as that trailer. But that trailer, I mean, the whole class was like, this movie looks awesome. This is, and I'm, oh, I know it looks awesome. It was just, I mean, it was awesome. We were connecting on a level that was way past teacher and student. And it, like I said, it carries over and you might have to see it for yourself. And it might seem like, you know, I'm just telling you to waste a day and have fun, but I am telling you to take a day and have fun. It's not a waste, though. It's a great, great experience. And just find the right day to do it. And you'll be happy that you did. Strategy number four. Your teacher voice and your real voice should sound the same. And I've talked about this a little already. Teachers calling their students friends. I was never this teacher. because That's not how I talk to my actual friends. This is my philosophy, how I do things. If this doesn't work for you, everything with punk rock preschool is take what works for you and don't use the stuff that doesn't work for you. It's all about your classroom, finding what works for you, what makes you happy to make the classroom of your dreams, not the classroom of my dreams. I, I already tried to do that and I think I did a pretty good job. So now I'm just trying to help everybody else bring their classroom from their imagination to life. And it's not always going to look like mine. But in mine, I didn't talk, to, I didn't say, friends, we're all going to do this today, friends, we're all friends, because that's just not how I talk to my actual friends. And with, I didn't want there to be a different tone between my kids and with peers. I wanted kids to feel like they are my peers, like they are my friends and contemporaries, and that we can talk about pretty much anything on the same level. And Kids are intuitive. They pick up on that. So when you talk to them differently, they may they may realize it. They may not. But I'll give you an example. I was tutoring one of my students who was in kindergarten, who I had a year before, and I was still in teacher mode. And she's a very mature girl, very emotionally mature. Uh, and her language skills are, you know, probably like a 10-year-old's language skills at, at five or six. So I'm talking to her and saying, oh, well, sweetie, did you realize that this is how this works? Or did you know that these colors go here? And she would say to me, Mr. G, why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> and I didn't realize I was talking any different. That's, that's typically how I talk to, you know, anybody when I'm getting excited about something, and especially when I'm in teaching mode. But she was so emotionally mature and so mature with her language that she totally recognized the different tone and, and recognized that. People don't talk to her like that when they're just, you know, shooting it. So uh, she called me out. Why are, you, why are you talking to me like that? And I had to, I guess I had to adjust even more to a tone that I use with my peers and my friends. So I guess there's still a little difference, but you want to eliminate that difference as much as you can because kids will pick up on it and they may not even realize why you have a different tone or they may not think too much of it, but they recognize it and... I don't want them to recognize that there's any difference between the way that I talk to anybody else and from them, because I don't want to know where their heads would wander, where their minds will wander, thinking, why is he talking to that person different than how he talks to me? That's something that, that's unnecessary. There's no reason for me to ever be talking to somebody else different than I talk to my kids, because you got to respect the students the same way, respect the kids the same way you respect an adult and treat them the same way and treat them that they have the same capacity and the same interests, and they're going to be fascinated by the same stuff and no shortcuts, you know, don't take any shortcuts with, uh, thinking the wheels on the bus is gonna, is gonna blow their minds just because they may not have the context to know that there's a lot better music out there. Give them the context, give them all the coolest things to blow their minds. Next steps, 
try to go to the movies, try to organize this field trip to go see Beauty and the Beast, see the Power Rangers, see one of these movies or see a new remake that's coming out or a sequel or whatever it is, but see an appropriate movie or pick a song or pick a YouTube video that you want to share with your students and hype it up and then share it. Tell them why it's cool to you, why it connects with you and just talk about how it, what it meant to you in your childhood. That's the best thing to try to find something that connected with you in your childhood. A song, a show, a movie, especially if there's a new version of it where kids can have their own opinion, their own take, and their own, I guess their own version as well of what you loved. And so it, it does really create a an awesome connection. To, and talk to your students afterwards and give your honest opinion. Ask for theirs. That's how these personalities get developed. And you'll see better relationships with your students. You'll be having more fun. There'll be more energy every day. And you'll know more about your classroom. You'll know more about students' interests so you can tailor lessons, tailor activities, create crafts around class favorites. And that can really take you a long way, knowing those interests and being able to relate something back to what your students really love and care about and what their favorites are. Major takeaways, what to do. Pick a pop culture remake or a song or anything that you loved. Hype it up, share it, and discuss. And this is going to build stronger relationships with your students. You're going to get to know them, not just as kids, not just as students, but as people, as real friends. Because you're going to start talking to them like you would talk to your real friends. That's how you do it. It's that simple. Share the things that you would share with your friends with the same excitement that you would share it. And do that with your classroom. There's no difference. They're all people. We are all people. If, if this would interest adult people, it will interest children people. So show it. Show it and get excited and share, share with your kids. Share these awesome things with your kids. You're going to help them fall in love with school. You're going to build a culture that shows that they are valued and that their opinions are needed. So even though you're spending a day at the movies, that does not sound like a wasted day to me. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and email list. Please leave a comment, leave a rating, and just share whatever you want to share. Share your thoughts below. If there's anything you want me to discuss on future episodes, please reach out, and let's work together to change the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.